Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello, world of the internet. Welcome to Simon Minutes Pro Wrestling Show, number 250. Whoever thought we would get to 250 episodes? John is probably more than that. I screwed up the numbers so many times. Sometimes you notice the number just changes midstream because I am a bald asshole and I'm also a bald idiot. But I want to thank everybody for joining me today. Thank you to everybody that always supports me here on the podcast, here on my Twitter, my Instagram at Simon316. The reason all my content exists to begin with, which is Simon Miller, uh, well, my Patreon, I should say, patreon.com forward slash Simon Miller 316. And thank you to everyone joined this week, sent me nice DMs, and it's just a lovely community all around. Uh, and some people bought some merch this week as well. Simon.bigcartel.com. Look at me on my promo wagon. And look, we're here, we're doing this. We're going to talk about Raw, we're going to talk about WWE, we're going to talk about uh, Wrestle Kingdom, New Japan. I wanted to get round to that yesterday, but sometimes life gets in the way. Um, what was the thing with Jurassic Park? Life finds a way. Now life is getting in the way. And of course, if you want to get involved in the show, if you've got anything to say, you want to ask a question, you want to call me an idiot, you can do that in the comments, but you can also definitely get through to me using the super chat. Because look, it's just like a shop. If you're going to put money in, I'm going to make sure that I put something out the other side. Sounded really, really weird. And of course, in 58 minutes, do join me when we jump across to What Culture Wrestling. Give them a subscribe too. Give me a subscribe here as well. And we'll up those downs for all. And hello to everyone listening on the podcast, the audio versions. Still get that all the time. Miller, is this a podcast too? Yes. It's on iTunes. It's on, well, not quite iTunes anymore, Apple Podcasts. It's on Google Play. It's on Spotify. It's on all of them, which is very, very, very nice. So we had the first Raw of 2020, uh, what, 14 hours ago, or, or whenever it was, and it was an interesting show, I will say that. What I do enjoy is that we have Seth Rollins and the AOP as our top heels. While it may not have been the, necessarily the best booking with those guys, I still think it's good that the AOP are in this spot, because don't forget when they first came to Raw, it was kind of a bit hit and miss here and there, a bit like what they're doing with the tag team division at the moment. Oddly... The way to succeed as a tag team in WWE is not to be in the tag team division. Because <laughs> those teams will just recycle themselves for ages, whereas because they've aligned themselves with this run. I imagine that uh, Akam and Razar, sounds like Bebo and Rocksteady, will probably get the tag team titles at one sense. In one sense. But I, I don't know what we'll do and do in that, that point. In fact, probably Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens will get them as well. I can see, I can see that happening. But anyway, my point is... I like the fact that Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe, like we're starting a brand new decade, a brand new year, and Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens are our two top baby faces on Raw. I've been wanting that for a long while, so it's hard to get too upset about it, but as the uh, title suggests, we'll get right into it. They basically teased a third man for the entirety of that show. I think the, the first Kevin Owens-Samoa Joe segment was right after we'd done the Brock Lesnar stuff. I think that's correct. And it was the big show. Now, on one hand, we should have known this, because we talk about this on ups and downs, you know, some of the names you can throw out there, given other mysteries that WWE have done. Lacey Evans, she was a special guest referee. Um, who was the other one that I wanted to talk about? Uh, Gals and Anderson, they were the mystery tag team at TLC or whatever the hell it was. So you, you do have to temper your expectations somewhat. I really like the big show. I really, really do. He's like, I mean, he jumped to the WWE 21 years ago and he was in WCW before that. I know he was kind of brought in very early. But, you know, that's, 21 years plus is, is pretty damn impressive. And that doesn't happen by accident. And he has had some great moments. But I just think, again, without wanting to overdo it, because I, I think sometimes we make up what these events are. Brand new year, brand new show, brand new decade. And the big show is back. And it's great that the big show is back. I just think there are other ways that we could have introduced him. And yeah, sure, you can say to me, well, Simon, who would you have had as the, as the third man? And you could say someone like Velveteen Dream or you know, Gargano or Champa, even though I don't think they'll ever come up now. And why would you take them out of NXT at the moment? But I just feel like while it was nice to see the big show, I don't mean this as horrible as it sounds. Like, I, really, I do like the big show a lot, but it wasn't as exciting as it could have been. I think that's what I mean. It just could have been a bit more exciting. And I think when you start teasing that stuff, you kind of need to play it off big. Now, I'll say on the other hand, people's expectations need to calm down as well. Because I woke up to a lot of people in my, in my feed, uh, you know, as Raw was going on. It's going to be CM Punk. It's going to be CM Punk. And I was like, it's, I haven't even, even seen the show yet. 
And it's not CM Punk. It's not CM Punk by any stretch of the imagination. And once you've told yourself that it's going to be CM Punk and it's not CM Punk, of course you're going to be upset. Unless it's someone other world like Kenny Omega, you're going to be like, oh, I'm disappointed. So I did think that was a little bit of a shame. But look, you may think entirely differently. So do let me know and we can kind of take it from there. I don't know what a fist fight is. That's what we were told as we went off on Raw last night, that next week we're going to get the six-man tag again. I think the real issue is that it ended in a DQ. Why does WWE keep doing DQs? I'm sick of it. I'm so bored of DQs. But it's going to be a fist fight match. If it turns out to be a boxing match, I'm going to be livid. Call it boxing. Like, I know it's fun to market things and come up with new names, but I'm sat here as a man that likes a lot of combat sports. I like wrestling, I like MMA, I like boxing, I like kickboxing. I, I pretty much like it all. You know, if two people are fighting, I I'll tune in. But I don't know what a fist fight is. So it turns out to be something that is instantly recognizable. Don't call it something else. So I bet you WWE just forgets about it. But even Jerry Lawler was like, what's the rules of a fist fight match? So strange. Let's do some super chats. Shout out to my man, Tom Talks Rubbish. In the super chat, Tom, thank you as always. I didn't watch Raw. I will watch ups and downs for you. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. That's what it's there for. If you want your opinions validated, great. If you want your opinions challenged, great. Or if you just want to catch up on the show, I will do my best to get that information to you. Uh, Marco Juarez in the Chupa Sat says, well, it's Simon. Is that supposed to be like, well, well, it's Simon. <laughs> I like the team of Kevin Owens and Joe. So do I. I, I. I'm a big fan of them as well. Like, I think mostly because I've always been fans of them. So you push them together. It's like, I like pizza and ice cream. And I wouldn't actually like if you put pizza and ice cream together. But you take my point. I think there's something there. Uh, John Arkell also says, what do you think about them turning Miz heel again? I think it was the best thing they could have done. A... It ties into all this Bray Wyatt stuff, which I'm such a huge fan of. It's storytelling with depth and seed planting, and I'm all about that. But Miz is just better as a heel. The fact that in what is a rarity in WWE, he was able to go to the bad side and get booed kind of sums up that A, fans are willing to treat him that way, but B, is also really good at it. I really liked all of that. I thought it was a lot of fun. I don't know whether we're going into a Miz versus Kofi feud or if he's going to... Maybe it's going to be the Miz and John Morrison versus the New Day, right? Really strange way to introduce uh, John Morrison, but we'll see. It's all well and good to jump on the bandwagon, but until it plays out, you never know. Uh, shout out to Carl Lincoln in Super Chat, who says, takes my next point out of my mouth. Does Brock play the Iron Man this year for the Rumble? Which lady should be in the same spot and when should she enter? So yeah, of course, the other thing that was uh, a major deal on Raw, the opening segment, was Brock Lesnar came out with Paul Heyman and basically said, there's nobody I want to fight, so I'm going to put myself in as number one in the Rumble. And basically, if I win it, no one's going to challenge me for the better WrestleMania. Because I'll have to challenge myself, which means Brock Lesnar is trying to give him the night off. That ties into his character. That ties into his storyline. Uh, I saw a lot of people saying, well, that doesn't make any sense. Why would the champion enter into a match where the winner faces the champion? And these are the same people that like New Japan. I love New Japan. This isn't a rag on New Japan. But the IWG champ IWGP champion is often in the G1 Climax, if not all the time. I've been watching it for a few years. So if they're allowed to do it, so are WWE. Like some things you just have to go, okay. And it does make sense. If you're the champion and you think you don't want anyone to challenge you, go beat 29 other guys and you can go, heh, I won. I'd, I'm going to regret this in a few weeks. I don't think WWE are going to let Brock Lesnar win. I think it's there to set up whoever his challenger is. I can see someone like Cain Velasquez coming out as a surprise entry. He throws out Brock, or they tumble out together, and that sets up their match at WrestleMania. And my more fantasy booking one is The Undertaker comes back, and we do take a Lesnar 2 at WrestleMania. I don't think that one is going to happen, but again, I like to let my let my brain one world. So yes, I do think he'll play the Iron Man role, because he's probably going to get to at least 18 plus, I would say, if not in the final four. I mean, you could even do it when there's, you know, he's, he's in the final five, technically, and then number 30 hits, and it's Cain Velasquez, and again, that they, they barrel out of there. I wouldn't be so against that. I think there's a story in it, and anything to build to whatever Brock is going to do at WrestleMania would be interesting. The question then is, surely that means Brock's going to win, because I can't believe they'd make Cain Velasquez the WWE champion. But there's a couple events before that, so who knows? It's going to be interesting. In terms of the ladies' Raw Rumble... Oh, I mean, that's difficult. I think they'll probably give it to Charlotte Flair as much as that's going to irk some people. I think Shayna Baszler will win that one, but I think she'll be a late surprise entrant. I think Charlotte will probably coming in at number three. That's when Ric Flair came in in 91, right? I think Charlotte Flair will come in at number three and she'll last right the way to the end, but ultimately not win. That's my guess. That's my guess. I know some people get mad about Charlotte Flair, but 
you know, she, she is pretty good. Uh, Louise Cardona, I've just lost your super chat. There is Louise back. Uh, Simon, good to be back for a live stream. Been busy. College restarts today, and i got to keep on going. Love your work. You're amazing. That's very kind, Louise. Thank you very much. Buddy versus Alistair, question mark. I mean, I love it. That's some of the, uh, some of the best stuff that we're doing on Raw right now. And the cool thing about it is that it actually makes sense. Like you can say, well, why on earth would Alistair Black ever fight Buddy Murphy after he kicked his head off twice? Simple. Buddy Murphy ran out and kneed a chair into his chin while shouting, I know I can beat you. I know I can beat you. That's all I need, man. It's nice and simple. Like He took advantage of a situation where Alistair Black had been in a match against Shelton Benjamin. He did some serious damage to you know, get Alistair to agree. That, that's, again, that's all you need to do. Sometimes it is the simple stuff. I think the best wrestling storylines can be explained in around about 10 seconds. I mean, that doesn't go into all the nuances. And I think their TLC, I think I preferred their Raw match to their TLC match. I can't remember what I said now. I'd have to watch them back. But both were brilliant. That's like, you know, picking at, picking at straws. So, you know, if we can have a third one and maybe Buddy Murphy wins this one, I, I think you can probably secretly pull a secret uh, uh, best of seven out of this without actually telling anyone you're doing a best of seven. Because you could now, like in a basketball series, right? You could have buddy murphy come back to 2-2 two, two. so that's four and then give him three matches last one at wrestlemania let alistair black win because i think they want to push him more i have no problem with that again as long as the story is good and as long as the matches are good and also i think there is something to say even if you weren't massively into this to take a step back and be like look at least we're doing long-term stuff which we've been asking for for a while and we're pushing new guys to say with andrade versus Rey mysterio all of this has been going on for a while now. I mean, you can even say it's been going back to you know, the beginning of 2019, although it hasn't. That's just a, a happy coincidence. But I, you know, I thought that was great as well because you know, Andra the finish was all weird. I didn't know what was going on there. Like Rey Mysterio checked on Zelina Vega. Then we went for the finish. The ref got involved. So we just repeated all of that. That was strange. But look, things happen. It's a live environment and we're human beings. But I just, you know, the fact that Andrade cheated to win, basically, used Zelina Vega, then took his mask off, the ultimate insult, but then Rey Mysterio, he didn't just take it like an asshole, like they usually do. Later on, when Andrade was stood there with the mask, Rey Mysterio went and beat him up and took his mask back. You know, he took control of the situation. He comes across like a great baby face. You can do so much here as well. You really, really can. And the cool thing is you can use last week's Raw or two weeks' Raws ago to keep this story going. I felt like, especially through the late, later parts of the latter parts of 2020, it didn't really feel like an episodic TV show. It felt like this one exists by itself. This one exists by itself. There was no context. When you've got context, you can actually... And also, there's something else that Raw did. They really pushed what was going to happen next week. Again, we've got the fist fight match. Don't know what it is, but we'll find out. We've got Alistair Black versus Buddy Murphy. We've got Rusev versus Lashley, and we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, we got Randy Orton versus AJ Styles. I think there was another match that I'm forgetting. Maybe Andrade Rey Mysterio again? I don't remember. But that's good stuff. That makes me... Brock Lesnar's going to be on the show again. What's he going to do? So... It does feel like we're not only trying to reward people that are sticking by, but also get people to be excited for next week. So that's what we're always used to do. It always used to go off with a cliffhanger. I'm not saying that you have to do that, but there's something in this. And who knows how the big show, I mean, to me, the big show is probably going to join Seth Rollins' group because he is the most untrustworthy person in the world when it comes to heel and face turns. Whether that's good or not, I don't know. I guess it's good to have an enforcer like that, but then it kind of undermines AOP. I will say the only problem I had with that main event outside of what I've already said is that this is kind of Seth and AOP's first big match and they just got themselves DQ'd because they couldn't handle what was going on. That's not ideal for trying to build a, a stable that's meant to be intimidating. But again, it's early days and I do much prefer Seth Rollins as this heel character. Uh, Tom Talks Raps in Super Chat says, uh, Is draws how AEW gets out of doing finishes, uh, doing DQ finishes? Uh, no, I just think they don't care about DQ finishes, right? I mean, <laughs> that's the uh, that's the truth of it. It's AEW can probably introduce a few more disqualifications so that you just introduce the storyline nugget of if you do this, you can get DQ'd, which actually could argue the other way and say that maybe the wrestlers don't care about that because nobody gets DQ'd in the in the in AEW. So I like, do whatever I want. So you can kind of look at that both ways, but no, I think. WWE's gone too far in with DQs and AEW hasn't gone far enough in with DQs. But I get it, right? They're trying to cater to people like me, assholes and nerds like me who think that WWE do too many finish DQ finishes. So they're like, okay, well, we won't do as many DQ finishes. So, but again, you do, WWE and AEW, as much as people hate people saying it, are going to get judged differently because WWE has decades worth of material that has left an impression on you, whereas AEW is like, what, three, four months old? 
So you can get away with more when you're first uh, when you're first starting out. It's just true. For example, if they do one DQ finish, you don't go, "Oh, well, I'm sick of DQ finishes in all of wrestling." Like you can't look at it like that. You have to take it on the um, on the merits of how it's presented to you. But we'll see. Look, I'm very excited about AEW this week. I had I can't got the match card with me, but I was looking at it earlier and I was like, "Hey, that's that that that's, that looks pretty good. That looks pretty good." At this juncture as well, I want to shout out pinsandknuckles.com, also pinsandknucklesmerch.com. They sponsor Simon Miller's uh, support is a better word. Support Simon Miller's pro wrestling show. Uh, you can head on over there right now to get an exclusive Simon Miller tee. It's just got my Y logo across it. But also what I want to do today is I don't think it's gone live just yet. Let me get the exact details because I don't want to send people off on a wild goose chase. Or maybe I do. Maybe you'd enjoy uh <laughs> maybe you'd enjoy going off on a on a wild on a wild goose chase. I probably should have um I probably should have found this beforehand. But you know, I am that kind of guy that hasn't planned this out at all and it's just popped into my head. I'm like, oh yeah. So yeah, if you go to at Retrosoft Studio, that is their Twitter handle. They're obviously the people that are making the Retro Mania wrestling game. And somehow I am in their Indie Mania tournament, as, as non-WWE guy in the Super Chat has brought up. Thank you very much. Non-WWE guy says Simon Miller versus Warhorse US Indie guy in 2020. Well, he is also in this Indie Mania tournament. If I could fight him for real, that would rock. So basically what happens is there's brackets and it's like, it's like a knockout tournament, right? And whoever gets the most retweets or likes, depending on which one you get, so you know, I may be a retweet or a like when it goes live in an hour or so, goes through to the next round. And if you go all the way through, you get to be in the Retro Mania wrestling game. Now, I'm not going to pretend that isn't like some crazy dream of mine. Did I ever think I'd even be in the running to get in one? No, but now I am. I realize this means a lot to me. So throughout the day, if you can check out at Retrosoft Studios on Twitter, and if you see that, check which one I am. Am I a retweet? Am I like, do that one for me? As far as I could get in this thing, I don't think I'll win it because there's some incredible talent in there, but I want to give myself the best shot. So thank you. I would appreciate that. Shout out to Vicky Branson. The Super Chat says, should we give WWE credit when it comes to the Raw Rumble? Uh, Double or nothing battle royal was so complicated. Good health and wealth on this New Year, Simon. Health and wealth. I like that. Same to you. Same to you, Vicky. I hope you have a lovely 2020 and I hope you had a lovely end of 2019. I think you absolutely have to give credit when it comes to the Raw Rumble. The Royal Rumble is a gimmick that's been going on since, what, 1988? Haxwell Jim Duggan won the first one, of course. And here we are. Let's say it is 19. I'd be wrong. But here we are 20, 22 years later, and I still get as excited as I always have done. It's my favorite event of the year. Even the ones that aren't necessarily booked brilliantly still give you some form of entertainment. I think it's the best stipulation you can hope for throughout 12 months of professional wrestling. So as much as some people like to bash WWE, absolutely when it comes to the Royal Rumble, it's my favorite pay-per-view. And that's because the concept, as we already mentioned, is so simple, yet it's so good. And Battle Royals can be complicated. You mentioned the nothing, uh, Double or Nothing one, I would agree with you, as I did enjoy that one too. But the Royal Rumble concept is so simple. And it's incredible, really, because obviously it was Pat Patterson's idea. And it wasn't like he presented this to Vince McMahon, and Vince was like, oh, power sounds absolutely brilliant. Vince McMahon thought it sounded ridiculous and stupid, and he didn't want to do it. But somehow Pat Patterson managed to twist his ear, and I guess, you know, that's to the credit of Vince that he saw the he saw the worth in it eventually. And yeah, now like it's this mainstay. I genuinely mean this. Obviously, WrestleMania as a spectacle is incredible. But if someone said, Simon, you have to pick one of the two to go, I'd get rid of WrestleMania. Because again, the Raw Rumble angle and how many surprises and how many twists and turns it can present to you. It's just great. It just is. It's it's it, it, it's absolutely fantastic, and I will uh, I, I will love it forever. Uh, Sean Gearhorn, my man in the super chat. Sean, you're always supporting. Thank you so much. Shout out to you. Uh, is there any way to keep the Black versus Murphy going till 2023? I'm going to argue no, but I like that you like it that much. You want three years of this stuff. To be honest, I think after. I think you could probably do it through to SummerSlam if you were really smart with it. But I think even then I'd be a bit like, you know what? They can probably go off in, in other directions. But again, Sean, I like how much you like this. Uh, John Arkle, Simon, are you going to be at the Bedford this month? You know I am. It's the 26th this month, right? Let me check that before I start throwing dates out there. It is um, 26th of January, the Bedford uh, in Balham in London. EWE, Elite Wrestling Entertainment. Honestly, man, they put on such good shows. If you are in that area, it usually starts about 6, 6.30, 7 o'clock. Uh, there's ongoing storylines. There's feuds. You see uh, a multitude of different performers and styles. It is really, really cool. Keep an eye on my Twitter at Simon316 or just check them out, the EWE. In fact, I've got a video from my latest match there on my YouTube channel right now, which you can watch after this. But yeah, they are they, they they are a really 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 good thing, and I'm excited to um I'm excited to be a part of it. It's cool. I have an ongoing storyline. Who would have who would have thought that would ever be a thing? 
Certainly not me, even when I decided to try and become a wrestler. Uh, but now that I'm here, I'm very, very happy <laughs> that I am. Other things on Raw that I wanted to talk about. Charlotte Flair, Sarah Logan really upset me. I know, I'm being a wrestling nerd. Switch on. But I love the fact that Sarah Logan was in control. And I really wanted the segment to end with her beating up the robe, as strange as that was. Because I was like, it's something new. You know, it's, it's, it's a new person who's been away for ages. But Charlotte Flair then getting the comeuppance up on her was like, well, that's the point in that. Now we're exactly where we were. And I bet they have a match and Charlotte Flair wins. So that was a shame. The use of Liv Morgan absolutely baffled me. She was in a 30-second segment backstage with R-Truth. I mean, she mentioned she'll be involved in the Bobby Lashley versus Rusev match last, next week. But I don't know what that was. The Lana versus Lashley stuff I've become very almost numb to. I always think the segments go too long. I think they'd be far more entertaining if we shaved off five minutes. They got married here. After, we do have to talk about the poor preacher. The poor preacher guy. The preacher guy got in the ring to do the segment, and security thought it was a fan, so they jumped him. And you can see it on Twitter. I tweeted, I, I tweeted it earlier. Now, it's terrible, of course it is, because if you're there to do a job and you get beaten up by burly security guards, you're not going to be happy. But it is also absolutely hilarious. Because how the hell did he get them off him? Just shouting, oh, I'm the preacher from Lana Lashley. But that's, and a lot of people are blaming WWE there. I think I'd rather security were overzealous than underzealous. But it's still, it's still not great. And then, yes, yeah, so he married Lana and Lashley. And then Rusev was on a fake holiday in front of a green screen, which was bizarre. And him and Lashley, uh, Rusev are going to have a match next week. Bobby said that he wanted to feed the testicles to Rusev. Rusev said the Bulgarian brute is coming back. Like, that's meant to mean something. And I love Rusev. Rusev, one of my funniest things ever. Um, yeah, I don't know. In many ways, it's not bad because I understand what they're going for, right? I understand what they're going for. I understand it's supposed to be trash TV. I meant to roll my eyes at some of it. And it's doing good numbers. So I feel stupid sitting here and, like, you know, waving my fist at it. But I'm actually watching it as one man in their living room who was tuned into Monday Night Raw. I wouldn't say that I'm massively enthralled with it. I'm kind of intrigued by the match. I'm kind of intrigued to see what Liv Morgan does next week. And I think Lana does a really good job. I think she acts the, you know, self-entitled diva, whichever word you'd like to use, really, really well. I do think that. But I think the problem is this. When it comes to that program, and I love Rusev, right? You can watch any of my videos dating back to 2016, and I'm annoyingly obnoxious about how much I love Rusev. But... Do I, do, would I care if Bobby Lashley came out of this on top? Not really. Would I care if Rusev won? Not really. That's the thing. If I don't even know why Rusev is still involved. He has said he's happy for Lana and Bobby Lashley to get married. Just go off and do your own thing. Why did he even interrupt their wedding? I don't, I don't understand. So I think that's my major issue with it. And thank you to Matt Moore in the Super Chat. I appreciate all the Super Chats. If you've got something to say, a question you want to tell me to F off, you can just use the Super Chat. And Matt Moore just says, Afternoon, Miller, my man. Afternoon, Matt. Rowan's cage, dot, dot, dot. WWE goes back to the raffle for the entry to the Royal Rumble, and number 30 is in Eric Rowan's cage. Hashtag solved it. Well, while I like that, the problem is, why did Red Stuff come out of it this week and attack a jobber? Why did Mojo Rawley freak out? Imagine it is the number 30, and Mojo Everybody was like, man, you crazy. You crazy, you think, a number 30 in the Rumble. I have no idea what's going to be in there. I think we, we're long past the point where we should have revealed this. Unless it's something absolutely fabulous. I, I cannot think what is going to pay off from, what, 10 weeks worth of build? What is it going to be? I've got a pretty good prediction today on ups and downs, but I'll save that for you. In the comments, let me know what on earth you think it could be. Because I, I can't even come up with anything now that is um, even, even plausible, that it would freak people out, that it sprays red stuff. I have no idea. Like, I have absolutely no idea. So I'm just looking. Someone has said that I've missed their Super Chat. Sorry, my friend. There's nothing in my, uh, there's nothing in my, in my list. I never miss Super Chats. I make it a, a point. But unfortunately, no, you haven't come up. So just, uh, just throwing that out there. But I got no, cause the red stuff now, you know, takes away certain... What the fuck? It takes away certain things that it could be. Because it can't be, I don't know, a bottle of water. I've got a bottle of water here. Look, see, I hold it. There it is. It can't be a bottle of water because straight away you're allowed to go, well, why would there be a bottle of water? Is it beetroot juice? Is it ketchup? Is it blood? Is it like a dead baby? A bit sick? But I mean, it has to be something to freak people out. Like, this is the worst thing I'll ever say, right? And I take it back. But if it was a dead baby, yeah, you'd be, you'd be like, oh my gosh, there'd be shock, there'd be controversy. I don't want it to be a dead baby for the record. But it all ties in. Otherwise, what, is it a dead animal? 
do we even want? Why would he be carrying a dead animal around? I don't know. I don't understand any of it. I really don't understand any of it. A lot of people think it's a dead buzzard. What's the tie into Bray Wyatt? I don't want to do that. Uh, he's, the Wyatt family is done. I like to look forward. I don't like to. I don't like to look back. AJ Parker in the super chat says, "Hey, Quicksilver, you're brilliant, and I love all you do." That's a real quote. I, if I had said, if I was watching, I would have assumed I made that up. That's what AJ Parker has just said. You're all very nice people. However, I'm starting to think we will never see Simon Says again. Please talk me off the ledge, lol. Also hoping lots of wins for you in 2020. Thanks, dude. Uh, what's my win-loss record? for? I'm, I'm zero and two in 2020 in my wrestling matches. Uh, not good. Um, Simon Says, sorry, I was thinking what you asked me then. Yeah, it will come back. They just need to over... Any Raw or SmackDown that does two talk shows... We'll do as Simon says. That's how it works. WWE fires at me. Pow, pow. I fire, I fire right back. Uh, shout out to my man, Tom Osborne, as well. Um, I'm pretty sure that's the Tom Osborne who is responsible for pinsandknuckles.com, pinsandknucklesmerch.com to support Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast. If not, you've got the same name as him. So it's a cheap plug all the same. Uh, much love, Si. Hope you're having a great start to the year. Thank you, Tom. And same to you. I appreciate that. Um, I am having a good start to the year. What are we in? Seven days. Seven days in and we're already talking. We're still talking about what's in flipping Eric Rowan's cage. I have absolutely no idea. Lumberjack in the Super Chat says, well, I was going to say something about the Ray and Andrade match, and I wasn't going to tell you to F off. But well, now that you said it, Simon, F off. Done, Lumberjack. I liked it. You took me up on my offer, and that is called seizing the day. It is called seizing the opportunity. The Ray Andrade match was just great. I think between them and Drew McIntyre, look, fair play to WWE as well. They stuck with this Drew McIntyre character, and it won me over last night. He's happy. He's jolly. He does Claymore kicks with microphones in his hand. He kips up, which is incredible for a guy that's like 6566. Pandas to the crowd, but in the right way. Don't know if he's heel or face, but I'm not going to hold that against Drew McIntyre. That's WWE. But yeah, fantastic. But between that and Rey Mysterio and Andrade and the Alistair Black Bloody Murphy stuff, it's just great. The match was awesome. You know, again, I've already talked about it, but Andrade cheated to win. Rey Mysterio still gets his revenge. That feud's not done. Sometimes, you know, the feud would be done. It was top stuff. I really, really, really did think it was top stuff. And even... I like the AJ Styles Randy Orton program. I do. And I like the fact that AJ Styles got this big win when he was impersonating uh, Randy Orton. It just, I was just a bit mad that it was done on Tazawa. Because Tazawa is a really good wrestler. And oddly, I've gotten to like Tazawa more with his losses to, well, AJ Styles last night. Was it Drew McIntyre he lost to recently? No, it wasn't. He lost to a couple of people, right? And because of that, I got into more, yeah, more of what, Tazawa was and kind of hoped that he was going to be used but he's not and then that upset me I'm not sure why that couldn't have been anybody else I mean who I don't know because obviously no way Jose was using the Drew McIntyre bit too so I guess Tazawa has been tagged in that role but yeah that's the only thing that took it away from me I really like I really like Tazawa and I think he could do something with him I think he could be put into a program much like Buddy Murphy and Alistair Black and not necessarily with these two guys find someone else maybe a Mojo Rawley could do it instead of looking into people's cages not a euphemism so that's, that kind of took it away from me. But again, I do like the AJ Styles, Randy Orton stuff. Uh, shout out to Tom Osborne and Super Chat. Yes, it is me, bud. Looking forward to working with you again. So there is Tom Osborne of pinsandknuckles.com fame. Pinsandknucklesmerch.com. The like I've said three times now, but I'll say another one. I don't care. Support Simon as Pro Wrestling Show. They're very nice. That's where I get my merchandise from. Another cheap plug. SimonMiller.BigCartel.com. And again, exclusive white t-shirt at pinsandknucklesmerch.com. Loads of stuff out there. You may be asking yourself, Simon, you bald idiot. Why do you have merchandise? I would agree with you. I would agree, but people buy it. <laughs> if people are going to buy it, I will continue to make it. Uh, Dan Lemley in the Super Chat, who says, you did miss a Super Chat there. Question was, what's your thought on a possible partnership between AEW and New Japan? It has not come up on my screen. I've looked through twice now. I will look through for a, a, a third time just to, um, just to triple check. And I'm mostly doing this just so you know that this could be a YouTube problem. So, uh, yeah, it's not in my it's not in my thing at all. Uh, so, yes. But thank you, Dan. That's very kind of you to um, I'm going to change the settings to hopefully mean that doesn't happen again. But that's very kind of you, Dan. I appreciate that. And like I say, I'll never, ever, ever miss a super chat ever, 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 ever. So but YouTube's being funny. Hopefully everybody else has come through. If not, let me know. And my thoughts. Well, I don't, I don't even think I need an opinion on AEW versus New Japan because Look, if you've got Chris Jericho, who may not be an executive in All Elite Wrestling, but is talking about him wanting them to come together, but knowing he can't do much because there's so much bad blood there, we got a long, we got a long while to go before that even comes back. It even is a talking point. And if you listen to the Wrestling Observer Radio today, it's a really interesting chat about because Dave Meltzer knows what the plan would have been if Kenny Omega didn't leave. 
and I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's something like Omega would have beaten Tanahashi at Wrestle Kingdom last year. He then would have beaten or gone to a draw with Okada at Madison Square Garden show. And then we still would have got into the dash for the gold, whatever the hell they were calling it. But the four people would have been Naito versus Okada, Omega versus Ibushi, because obviously that ties into the two feuds. Gato, man, see, so far ahead. And then the final would have been Naito, Naito versus Omega, with Naito winning both belts. And Okada would have been the IEC champion. Omega obviously been the world champion. Then Naito wins both belts, puts him over massively because he beats Okada and Omega in the same night, which is, uh, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty damn good, if you ask me. But the fact that, you know, a week before Wrestle Kingdom, you had the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega openly talking about their problems with New Japan. After that, you had New Japan openly talking about their problems with... I think what we've done is we've jumped onto the, this sort of flicker of hope because Jericho and Tanahashi worked this angle over the AEW Championship and the fact they led the AEW title onto the Wrestle Kingdom show. Now, hopefully it means that John Moxley will come out with his US Championship. I'm all right with that. It's good. He doesn't have to defend it on AEW, but it makes him look like a more established wrestler and hopefully it's a bit of an olive branch and that's what we need. So maybe down the line, they would do it. I think it would help both companies. I can't find anyone that doesn't agree with that. But at the moment, I think it would be... Um, well, it just certainly seems really, really, really tough, which is a shame because, again, it would make AEW more popular in Japan and AEW could help Japan grow here in America. And also then you could get Omega versus Akada or Bushi versus Cody, you know, in All Elite Wrestling. And I think we'd all enjoy that. So we will see. You could even do an invasion angle that's not even the main part of the show. It just happens like once every quarter or something or once in every pay-per-view you build to a, a cool little match. I'm all right with them. I think it sounds I think it sounds really, really interesting. I don't see it in 2020, but I hope I'm wrong. It's wrestling and you never say never. Uh, shout out to a multi-Hulk fan three in Super Chat says, do you think Ray will ever wrestle unmasked again? Well, they're certainly teasing it, right? I mean, they're certainly going all in with it. Do I think we need to see it? No, not massively. I don't really think it adds or takes away anything from Ray Mysterio. I mean, it adds when he was wearing the mask. What I should say is, I don't, at this stage of his career, it's like Jushin Liger, right? We're going to talk about Wrestle Kingdom in a second. Jushin Liger retired this week the weekend no week was monday and i know that he used to take he had that super version of himself so he would he would take the mask off but mostly he wore it and i never felt like i needed to see his face and i know we've seen ray mysterio's face in wcw i, I don't think it adds anything to the feud i don't think it adds anything to his character i'm happy for it, it to be used as the way it's doing just like a, a, a an act of disrespect from andrade and it pisses Rey Mysterio off, so he gets that fire back, right? I think you can get away with that. Uh, Anthony Tagle in Super Chat says, T-Dog, <laughs> T-Dog just sending some love, mate, and can't wait to see you in Tampa. Thanks, man. And you've opened up the door for me to talk about that, of course, because Saturday, the Saturday before WrestleMania, down for the Wrestling Revolver at their Pancakes and Piles Drivers show. Don't forget, you can get tickets now. Go to my Twitter right now at Simon316 or what culture We've got a video up about it where you can get the link. You can buy tickets for me versus Sammy Callahan in a what culture deathmatch. You have no idea how much this is blowing my mind. That's even a thing. The fact I even have a match over WrestleMania weekend is absolutely bonkers. So I'd love to see you there. Genuinely, if you're going to be in the Florida area or you just happen to live there anyway, come on down. Again, ticket information's out there. Wrestling Revolver. Whoa, it's kind of nerve-wracking, isn't it? I feel, the, I feel the, uh, the adrenaline in my stomach, the apprehension, the worry, the dread, the excitement, all of those things. Let's talk about Wrestle Kingdom. I think we've done everything on Raw. Uh, let me check the news first, actually. There's never any news. There's that one time there was news and it ruined us all. Now nah, there's no, there's no news. It's all the same stuff. Apparently WWE earned $13 million in 2019. I tell you this, if I earn $13 million from YouTube this year, free super chats for all. <laughs> Although apparently the next, um, uh, the next Steve Austin show podcast thing is going to be Bret Hart. Well up for that. Really, really am. So yeah, Wrestle Kingdom. I think the bigger discussion to have is do we think it worked over two nights? I certainly did think it did because they had this go going for gold double belt thing. Uh, I think night one was better than night two, but again, it wasn't... A lot of people didn't like the John Moxley matches. I did because I think they feel different to other stuff that New Japan does. And that whole Suzuki angle afterwards to me was absolute gold. Like Suzuki versus Moxley. I'm terrified for both of, uh, for both of those men because they don't seem to care about their life. But that's fine. I guess it's my entertainment and they can do whatever they want. It's their life. They don't want to care about it. Who am I to say otherwise? So yes, I think that I think that rocked. I think my best match of the weekend was probably that's a very I don't maybe probably a Bushi Akada on night one, I would say. But Akada Naito night two was excellent. 
Um, I like Jay White versus Ibushi, even though it was the kookiest thing New Japan has done for ages with ref bumps and interference and nut shots. But hey, look, the reason I liked it is because I know it's building for Ibushi to come back down the line and win the championship. They always do that. Like Naito was struggling. Now he's a double champ. And Okada went through that whole year where he couldn't get back to being the Rainmaker. Now look what he's done. And this is, they beat players down so that when they come back up to the top, you have proper sympathy for them. They're very, very clever. I guess the other talking point was Jushin Liger. I would have liked to have seen him got one win on either of the shows. But again, I'm going to imagine that that's what he wanted to do. He's an old school veteran. He's a legend. He wanted to put someone over on his way out. That's what a lot of people do. And if that's what he wants to do, it's his life, it's his career. If anybody's earned the right to say how they go out, it's him. Probably only at the moment with wrestlers that are doing it. The Undertaker is in that league. And so, yeah, I, I did upset me. Not upset me is a bit wrong, but I thought it was like, oh, that's a shame. I would like to have his moment. But if he doesn't care, I don't need to, I don't need to care either. So yeah, just it was just brilliant from start to finish. The Osprey Takahashi match. I mean, what do you what do I even say about that? How how <laughs> how were people even able to do the things that they did? I agree with everyone that said that spot when Will Osprey jumped out, landed on his feet, German suplex, landed on his feet, thrown in his ring, is one of the most inventive spots I've I've seen in a long time. And you may not like that kind of pro wrestling, but look, it's here to stay. A lot of people do. And to come up with that kind of thing is just awesome. And I really like Tanahashi versus Chris Jericho. I kind of think it underlined both of their awesome statuses. Tanahashi is just odd, bizarre. He can just adapt to anybody's anybody's style. And even when he loses, he, he still feels like a massive deal. And Chris Jericho, what, 49 years old, is, is a freak <laughs> in that sense. I mean, a lot of people are saying very disparaging things about him recently. And I think we forget that only, what, a year or two ago, we were, we were raving about his match with Kenny Omega. And he had that amazing match with Cody only a few months ago. I think that's just the internet being the internet, right? You either die a hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain, which is very true of John Moxley right now. All these negative comments about John Moxley were in the summer of 2019. He was our hero. He was everything. But that's what happens. People turn. They turn on a dime. But, you know, finishing those two days with Naito with both belts and then Kenta attacking him. Some people don't like that stuff. I understand from a logic point of view, Kenta had lost to uh, Goto, was it? I think so, earlier in the night. So why would he be the guy? But I'm, I'm always happy with a big angle on a big show. It makes me more interested in what you're going to do next. It makes me interested to have this kind of chat with people like your good selves. So I was good with it. I think Kenta is a brilliant heel. He really, really is, especially after everything he went through in NXT with his shoulders. He's utterly rehabilitated his career. And he's, he's an absolute asset. And there's another sort of, cool overhanging storyline with all this too because the bullet club did not do well over those two days so what happens now where do they go what's next they lost their tag titles don't forget too as well as a bunch of others so yeah i i thought it, it built to the future i enjoyed it all it's just look if, if you don't like new japan that's fine but if you do i really do think they ticked every box and i was very very impressed logan jones in the super chat let's get to these hi simon if undertaker appears at the rumble who should he face or tag with and should he lose or win also any tips for a prospective pro wrestler well look my dream booking as we talked about earlier is the undertaker comes in the raw rumble chucks out brock we do brock versus take two at wrestlemania don't know why i watched that one like that not even sure it'd be a good match just do think i'd buy into it as a massive nerd otherwise I don't know who you'd pair Undertaker with at this stage. I mean, you know, you want to say someone like The Fiend and The Fiend wins, but we have seen that before and it wasn't the greatest thing in the world. So I don't know. I, I really, really, really don't know. To be honest, I don't think he's going to be at the Royal Rumble. I think he'll probably have a WrestleMania match because that always seems to be the way. But who's that against? Is anybody's guess. In terms of um, pro wrestler tips, I always say that I don't know if I'm educated enough to be an authority but i will never not answer a question and it sucks my advice some people like it some people don't but go that's my main thing just go just take yourself there and make sure you enjoy it and if you don't enjoy it don't be afraid to walk away don't feel like you're quitting there's nothing wrong with putting yourself in a position that's quite scary where you don't know which direction it's going to go but yeah, if you're really not feeling it, then yeah, just walk away. It's not quitting. You tried something, it didn't work. Go and find something else you're passionate about. Or maybe you'll become a referee. Maybe you'll become a manager. Maybe you'll become a sound guy, the ring bell dude. I don't know. There's loads of stuff you can do in wrestling. But just go and do it. I, I, the I remember the first time, it wasn't the first time, the first time this time, I tried a few goes. This is the one I said, no, I'm doing it now. I remember going, walking to my car. I was petrified. I was terrified. So I remember saying out loud as I was walking down the street, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? And obviously, I'm older than the average bear. I am past 30, so DDP quickly became my hero. But you, you can't let that kind of stuff stop you. Because what are you going to do? Say you've got massive regrets when you're 70. How much more are you going to regret it if you stop because of some age? 
That doesn't make any sense. You can't help what the best time to do, I say this all the time. The best time to do something is 10 years ago or today. But you can't go back 10 years, so you may as well just go, ah, well, I'll do it today. So yeah, but I, I totally understand. It is it's almost I would say that it's hard to enjoy wrestling the first time you go. I think it probably takes a good month of, of getting to know everything, getting a bit of cardio and getting used to the bumps. Because the first time you take a bump, unless you're a bit of a sadist, you will look around and you're like, that's not what we do. Are you crazy? And I remember I couldn't go to work the next day after my first training session because I was so beat up. None of my body worked. I felt like I'd been hit by a bus. Now, I'm sure it's worse to be hit by a bus, but I don't have the, uh, the, the comparison. So that's what it felt like. And yet now, I mean, that was July 2016. So, my gosh, it was three years ago. I need to speed up. Um, no, that's four years ago. No, I've got this wrong. It must be July 2017. Have I been doing Man, I need to speed up. I think I'm right. Anyway, the, po <laughs> the point being that you, so I think sometimes for some wrestling fans, you just need to have that box ticked in your head. So, yeah, go down, do it, see how you get on and... You know, my point being this time, I should say, sorry, is now I can't imagine my life without professional wrestling. Cheap plug this Saturday down in Hein Wickham uh, for the EWA. Taking on Johnny Storm. Johnny Storm is like this massively important British wrestler that I've been reading about for like 15 years. And now I get to have a match with him. That just blows my brain. It really, really does. So you're going to get these cool experiences. You meet awesome people along the way. Yeah, you meet some dicks, but I would say 99% of all my experiences have been excellent. And you just, when it does all click you can't help but go, you know what, this is all right. So, Logan, that is my advice to you. Mecha Cyan in the Super Chat says, have you heard about Lars Sullivan's videos, lol? Yes, I have. Um, look, I'm not, I'm not against anyone doing whatever it is they want to do. That's none of my business. And I, I am a huge advocate of people being able to live their lives in whatever way they want to live their lives, be that their sexuality, their choice of gender, their religion, whatever they want to do. You choose. It's none of my business as far as I'm concerned. Who the hell am I? I'm just one of millions, billions of people on this earth. And I don't feel like I should have any authority over everybody else. And nor do I deserve to have that authority. When it comes to Lars Sullivan's videos, which I will talk about in very general terms, there is obviously a sense of irony there. And that's the only thing that raised my eyebrow a little bit. But I guess it all ties in if we understand how sometimes brains like that work. And that's all we'll say about it. Uh, you know, even people that have done and said bad things, I still, I wouldn't say, no, 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 it's true. I want them to be educated and I want them to learn the mistakes of their ways and I want good things to happen to them. And that's my case for, again, everybody on the planet. As hippy-trippy and as ridiculous as that sounds, there are obviously some things that are unforgivable. No question. Absolutely, there are things that are unforgivable. I think last, what Lars Sullivan said was, I, put it like this, when I was reading it, I almost felt like it was made up. Because it's like, who even thinks like this anymore? But that's, what do we do? Wrestling is, wrestling seems to breed this type of thing, and I don't know why. Uh one rowdy hunter in the super chat says, how bad are the bushfires in Australia? I mean, again, talking about stuff that's unreal. Unreal. Absolutely unreal. It's, I can't, can you, it's, it's so easy to separate yourself from that stuff because you're millions of miles away from it. And it becomes a news story. And sometimes news is so sensationalized. You watch it, you watch Raw, right? You do, it becomes a story. It doesn't actually become an experience that people are experiencing, but they are. And I think all we can do in any kind of situation like that, again, I've been well hippy-trippy now, but hey, let's talk about it, is try and come together and support them, be that financially, emotionally. Even if you just do a tweet, man, like you may not have any money. You don't want to put yourself in financial danger. But yeah, even if it's just a tweet saying, thinking about these people, that can mean a lot. Like, you know, some people get all, mm, do anything. Well, it's better than doing nothing. But you're right, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And yeah, a lot has happened over the last couple of weeks in terms of world news that is <laughs> that is unbelievable. But that's why, again, I'll tie it back into wrestling. That's why when I watch wrestling, I remember that it's just wrestling. And really, it's there to entertain me, which it does more often than not. I'm also very privileged and lucky to be able to do stuff like this and ups and downs and lists and all that kind of stuff, which is why some people really are too positive. You damn right I am, because this is not a big deal. This is my entertainment hours, and I'm going to suck as much joy out of it as I can. And surprise, surprise, I think I'm a happier person for it. Geeked Out Nation, the Super Chat says, should the NJPW US title be an AEW mid-card title? Nope, don't agree with that. Um, I, I think he should have it because it just looks prestigious if you walk out with gold. And I think a lot of AEW fans go, oh, it's the IWGP US Championship. But I think AEW has to remain a separate company. I won't mind if they have a working relationship and belts jump across like uh, well, Red Pro, for example. You know, their British Heavyweight Championship was on Wrestle Kingdom. 
But no, I think you have to have your own championships, your own stars, your own talent, your own ideas, your own storylines. So no, if they're going to introduce a mid-card title, they should come up with their own. It could be a US championship. That's fine. It's a term that wrestling fans are used to, so it's not going to surprise anybody. But um, yeah. Josh Tiley in Super Chat. My man, Josh, been a while. How are you? Here's some money, dude. Love everything you've put out. You're great. Thanks, man. Miller for 2021 Rumble, I think. Well, dude, I mean, I got a long way to go before, before that. Imagine that's... Given that I'm 99% sure I started training in July 2016, and it's now the first, uh, sorry, the 7th of January 2020, Royal Rumble will probably happen in 2056. And I'm probably dead by then, but look, we'll do, we'll do our very best. But I do appreciate it. A lot of people said nice things today. It means a lot. It really does. Like, I love this little community that I built up for myself. I love the fact, I, I always say this, but it's true. I love the fact that I can sit here and just rant and rave for an hour, and people actually want to tune in and engage, and you know, hopefully 2020 it will be even bigger than it was in 2019. And that's all because of you guys. It is. So thank you very much. Tip my fake cat to you. AJ Park in Super Chat says, Since you are and I are massive Keith Lee fans, would it be better for him to win the NXT title or a mid-card title on Raw or SmackDown? It's a really good question. <sighs> I think it all depends on booking, right, and storylines. Because if he was the Intercontinental Champion right now and being put in a role like Nakamura, I don't really think that's necessarily doing much for Shinsuke. The IC title, even though they changed the belt, kind of feels a bit lost in the shuffle. I already know he's going to lose it to Braun Strowman at the Royal Rumble. Hope I'm wrong, but I doubt that I am. So yeah, but most people that get booked as the NXT Champion are booked like big deals, like hot properties. And that does help your career. I know you can argue what it didn't for Finn Balor or Shinsuke Nakamura. I know. But at least in that bubble, it does. So I think first and foremost, you want to win that. It probably puts you more on Vince McMahon's radar too. And the rumor is he's already a big fan of, of Keith Lee. So I would say NXT champion for now. But look, it's a brand new year. Hopefully that, uh, that um, what do you call it, will grow in, in 2020. And we can get the US championship and IC title back on, back on track. US championship's doing well. The Andrade Rey Mysterio stuff, again, it's probably benefiting from the fact that there is no world championship right now because of the whole Brock Lesnar thing. But whatever it takes, right? Needs must, all of those kind of things. At least we're getting it. Anthony Tagler, Super Champ. Super Champ, Super Champ. Prediction for 2020, Simon Miller, MLW world champion. Again, dude, that's a huge, a huge prediction. And that's very, very kind of you. I haven't even, I can't remember his name now. I used to listen to him on Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast all the time. Is it Corey? No, oh, I can't remember the dude's name. I always used to enjoy it when he talked. He used to work for WWE as well. He's got his, he's got his stuff together, that guy. He knows what he's doing. I can't remember his name. I can't remember his name. I do, of course, I should say this as I haven't talked about it yet. It's not 100% confirmed. I think it is, but it's resting, so I always take it with a pinch of salt. But uh, yeah, I should be in New York on July the 4th for... Um, let me make sure I get officially the name of the... Yeah, Battle Club Pro which is, again, unbelievable. So Battle Club Pro, July 4th, you're going to be in the New York area. I think I've got my second American booking of the year. Uh, so that's one in New York, one in Florida. I just got to do California and Texas, and I will have ticked few, four things I never actually thought I'd tick off my, uh, off my list. But we'll see, right? You never know with these things. Wrestling's a crazy sport. It can change on them. It can change on a whim. Right, we've got 12 minutes before we jump across to What Culture Wrestling and we'll do ups and downs live. I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to pimp out uh, Retro Mania. <laughs> Retro Mania again because I, I just really want to win. I just, uh, <laughs> I just, I just really, really, uh, really, really want to win. And now, because my phone absolutely sucks, I have lost the information that I needed. Why do you do this to me, you son of a diddly? Right, it's all gone. Anyway, just, just go and follow. Um, I can't talk and do things at once. Yeah, Retrosoft. That's what it is, at Retrosoft. Go follow at Retrosoft. And when you see the competition for Simon Miller versus a DD Dave Dole 19, give me a like or a retweet, whichever one I am, and hopefully I can get in the game. Talking about going around the country, around the world, being a wrestler. If I can get in a wrestling game too, probably going to blow my mind a little bit. 2020 gonna be going to be pretty going to be pretty damn good. I think that's everything, you know. I think there's anything else to talk about. I'll check Reddit. Because <laughs> sometimes they, somehow they sometimes have news before it's news. I'm always like, how do they do that? But no, I don't think anyone's talking about anything in, um, anything in particular. I'm excited about AEW this week. I think they're going to put on a mad show. I just got this funny feeling that it's, they want to build. And they had a good, had a good rating. Like, I can't remember we talked about the rating last, uh, last, last week. But they had, uh, they had a really decent rating, all things considered. So I look forward to seeing if they can crack a million again. 
the Dark Order stuff we should mention. Like if you signed up to that Dark Order stuff, you actually they sent you a video, smart mothers. And someone, as they always do on the internet, slowed down the voice and changed the pitch. And it did sound just like Christopher Daniels. I don't want to be that guy, but I did say that Christopher Daniels should be in charge of the, of the Dark Order. My other pick for that, if you saw my video on What Culture, why these wrestlers are leaving WWE, haven't seen it, head into What Culture, check it out. Excuse me, what was that? Um, is that you know Matt Hardy apparently has his contract coming up in a few months. He's been doing all these, what's it called, free the delete stuff on YouTube. AEW's got to be interested in Matt Hardy, or at least I hope they are. Make him the leader of the Dark Order. He's a superstar. He's a big name. That's a massive jump. I don't care what anybody thinks. And I think it would absolutely justify that group completely. Now, I don't mind it. I didn't think that angle at the end of the year was that bad. It wasn't great, but I didn't think it was that bad. If you're desperately trying to get the Dark Order over, then you've got to try and put them over. I didn't like ripping out the larynx, <laughs> whatever that was. That was strange. But, you know, if you Christopher Daniels works too, especially if he's a fallen angel. People love that character. But I think Matt Hardy, because he'd have the added jump from being in WWE now, oh, I think it'd be wonderful. Irony, it would be wonderful. AJ Parker in Super Champ says, we have a new member of the Miller Entourage. Drum roll, please. It's Super Champ. <laughs> Dude, I appreciate your faith in me, and I will do my best to repay that faith. But who knows, man? With my resting stuff, I take it day by day. Do I want to be incredibly successful at it? Yes. Like yesterday, I put my latest video up on my YouTube. Please do sub, check it out. And I get nice, I get some feedback both ways, but I love it all. I love the fact that people are invested and they want to, some people are just assholes. Like, You're crap, Miller. But you know what? You're allowed to say that. And if you think that that's cool, I'll endeavor to try and change your mind. Uh, Josh Tiley in the Super Chat says, no worries, man. Going through post-soldier surgery at the moment, acting like crazy, aching like crazy. Man, Josh, that's no good at all. Uh, well, I hope you're right. No one knows more about shoulder injuries than me. A year ago, at this very point, I was sat on a couch wondering what the hell was going to happen to me down the line. So Josh, my friend, all the thoughts to you and anyone going through injury stuff, that gets you up here. It's not even necessarily the physical stuff. It's how it affects you mentally. So yeah, Josh, I hope you're all right. Best thoughts with you. Gecko Rob in the super chat says, do you think Big Show is wasted as a big man? talent to help put over that feud. He's older and very limited in what he can do with Strowman being there. I think it was done for a surprise, right? And he did get a good reaction. And even I was like, oh, cool, the big show's back. Again, I like the big show. But yes, I think there are other people that could have filled that role. And I also think that ultimately, it is not, it's not a long-term thing. And I think when you come up with those ideas and you, you can necessarily put somebody in a spot that may get people talking all over the internet, which would also boost that person's cred, it may kind of be better to look through your roster or other ideas and say, well, this guy will benefit more. The Big Show can do whatever he wants now. Like I say, he's got two decades worth of kicking ass. That's pretty damn impressive. But again, it's, it's one angle on one show. I don't want to jump down it too much. I want to see how it's going to play out. I still think he's going to turn heel again. I really do. I think he will join that Seth Rollins AOP group. And I may be wrong. I may be thinking too WWE, but, you know, we'll see. I've made my prediction now. My crazy, we should make some crazy 2020 predictions before this show is over. Uh, Colin6667 in Super Chat says, thank you, Simon, for inspiring so many people, including me. Thank you for being the positive, non-judgmental person you are. You just really are awesome. I, that's like the fifth nice comment I've got today in the Super Chat. Going to make me blush. Dude, I mean, what do I even say, man? You humble the crap out of me. I mean, I, that's the way I try and live my life. And that's the impression I try and give off. I never thought I'd inspire anyone. That always gets me. Uh, especially when people say stuff like, oh, Simon, you inspired me to go to the gym. That one, I go sit down in a corner because there were dudes that I used to send messages like that to saying, dude, you inspired me to get in the gym. So Colin, I mean, you're obviously incredibly welcome. I just appreciate you for even giving two craps about me. If I'm, if I'm completely honest. So you get a salute. Uh, it's my pleasure. It really, really is. Like, it's difficult on YouTube sometimes. I don't want to go too much on a tangent. We've done it three times already. But people think that, and some people do, so I understand why. They put on fronts, right? And they put on characters. Now, I, look, of course, on ups and downs, do I turn myself up to 11? Do I act in a certain way? Of course I do. I'm presenting, I'm performing. But I still, especially on stuff like this, want to make sure I come across as me. And you can call me a dick. That's cool. If you put yourself out there, you have to accept the good with the bad, even though you can have nine comments that go brilliant, 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 brilliant. One goes dick. You're like, why am I a dick? <laughs> That's just how the human brain works. But it's nice that people realize that I am, because I do try and be really transparent with stuff like the super chat. People go, oh, you're just trying to get money. Yes, <laughs> I am because I'm a freelancer and I want to keep doing my podcast. I want to keep doing my YouTube channel. Uh, I want to keep doing my Patreon, but unfortunately that requires money. <laughs> so you can say, Miller, you're a money grabbing asshole. That's okay. That's not my intent. It just sort of comes with the, uh, it comes with the territory. So 
Yeah, there you go. See, I'll always talk about it. It's all good. Uh, it's all good. There was something else I just thought, Simon, you haven't mentioned that yet. And now I've utterly forgotten what it was. So it can't have been that important if we're completely... Oh, there's other people that were going to leave WWE. Again, it's all about based on this What Culture video that you should watch. Yeah, the Revival could jump to AEW. Uh, there was rumors from Dave Meltzer, the Wrestling Observer, that Io Shirai and Kairi Sane are wanted back by stardom, willing to throw money at them. Could be interested. If you're Kairi Sane, are you actually happy right now? You weren't on Raw, you're in a tag team, but now your tag team partner's in a singles feud. Your pirate gimmick got taken away, even though WrestleMania 36 a pirate gimmick. That would piss me off. I said that on the video, a little tease. But if I got signed by WWE and they had, you know, in your house slap head, but I wasn't allowed to slap my head, I'd be like, that seems unreasonable. <laughs> it seems a bit unfair. Uh, Jay Astorano wants me to talk about the Becky segment. Eh, it was fine. But the, the Becky Oscar stuff is nice and easy. She comes out, she cuts a promo. She's worried about Oscar. She can't beat her. Oscar comes out, gets in her face. Becky punches her leaves. You don't always have to overdo these things. Like, I'm invested in Becky versus Oscar for that very reason. It's a wins-losses thing. You know, Oscar's been in our Raw TLC Rumble last year. I think Oscar should win at this year's Raw Rumble again, like beat Becky Lynch. I think that tells a far more interesting narrative than, um, uh, what do you call it, Becky just winning. I think that's almost too obvious. But I think Becky is over enough and has a well-rounded enough character that you can continue this maybe even for a little while that Oscar just has Becky Lynch's number and you can even separate them and come back to it at SummerSlam or maybe WrestleMania 37 if you have the balls to hold off that long. Becky just beating her I think it's like oh okay well that was a fun that was a fun few months and they have a great match they're great wrestlers whether WWE does that or not I don't know but I, I like it there's, there's a sense of reality in that because while it is a show that has predetermined outcomes Happens in sport all the time. People have bogey teams. You know, Arsenal have bogey teams every time they play football. No, I'm joking. Um, so <laughs> I was only kidding. I'm back on Arsenal TV on Saturday, by the way. Uh, Arsenal Nation, I just say. Arsenal TV is completely different. I've never been on Arsenal TV or AF TV or ATV, whatever it's called now. I'm back on Arsenal Nation on Saturday. It's the, oh, I can't remember who we're playing now. That's going to drive me nuts. I'm looking it up. Southampton? That's not right at all. Um, well, you're not going to tell me. As you are, I can go to fixtures. Uh, Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace. So yeah, if you if you enjoy me on there, I'm there. Crazy Saturday I've got. In the morning, I'll be in London, obviously, at the Emirates. Uh, they're away, but we still do it from the Emirates, obviously. Um, and then kickoff is half 12. And as soon as I'm done, I'm racing to High Wycombe to do a wrestling match. I'm very lucky to do what I do. What a flipping ridiculous day. And I mean it. I couldn't do it without all of this. So thank you very much. Sean Gill... <laughs> I've just seen your message, Sean. Sean in the super chat says, honesty is the best policy. Take my monies. This is why I love you guys, right? I, I, I don't see all the comments. I imagine one person called me a bald asshole. You're allowed. But that's just, that's just lovely. You've made my day today. I was in a pretty good mood anyway, but doing this is, has cheered me up. That's the other thing. I look forward to doing this. I do. I look forward to sitting here in my lounge and right now getting to talk to a good few hundred people who are based all around the world. Uh, so that's nice. A lot of people are mentioning, Simon, are you ready for the What Cult of Death match against Sammy Callahan? I'll never be ready. I, I'll never even accept that it's a thing until I'm on the plane. But it is because the tickets are on sale. So, yeah, I can't wait. I, I, I get a bit emotional thinking about it without wanting to be too much of a tool. But a lot of people, and I don't mind this. Again, you can think whatever you want. But a lot of people still, not you people, I mean the grand people, sort of wrestling reactionary dudes think that i'm kind of doing this on a whim like yeah i'll be a wrestler it's not man i really really care about it i put in a lot of time a lot of work time and work does not equal success it doesn't mean you deserve anything that's not how the world works i completely get that but when the opportunities do come up and you know even small things like getting that shoulder injury after five matches and being pretty down on my luck not depressed that's too strong a word but yeah pretty miserable as i tried to figure out well that's odd to now knowing that you know just shy of two years after that injury i get to fly to america and have a wrestling match with a dude that i've watched for a long time I don't care, man. I will thank you guys. I will thank the world. I will thank my spirituality. I will thank everything um, for that being a thing. And I promise I will sap that up as much as I can. And if nothing else comes after that, okay, I'm a lucky boy. And if something else does, hey, man, I'm a luckier boy. So there we go. And on that note, I will wrap it up. It's 2 p.m. What Culture Wrestling? Head over me, uh, head over with me there now. We will do ups and downs live. I will be in the chat as well so we can have a little conversation. But thank you very much for watching me. I enjoyed today. It was fun. Like the video, share the video. Please hit me a subscribe. We got to do the 100,000 update, right? 93.2. So around 6,800 to go. I'll never understand how I got this far. Uh, pinsandknucklesmerch.com pinsandknuckles.com go out there check them out you may find something that you like Twitter and Instagram at SimonMiller316 and yeah retro studio why do I why can't my brain remember nothing 
Retro Studio, Retro Soft Studio, at Retro Soft Studio, Twitter. Keep an eye on it. Vote for me when I go up there. Simo.bigcartel.com. I think that's everything. Patreon.com, Forza Simo 316. Uh, I think we're going to do, here's the schedule for the week as well. We're going to do another wrestling podcast on Thursday. I'm going to do another podcast tomorrow. I don't know what it's going to be yet. I'm kind of thinking about it. Then I think on Monday, we're going to try this football slash soccer show that a load of people said Miller, you should do. I wait because no one cares about FA Cup. That's a whole debate in itself. Maybe I should have started it. But we'll get the weekend Premier League fixtures out of the way. And maybe we'll do it on Monday. But we'll see. Either way, I'll see you when I see you. we got to go. I love you all. Goodbye. Goodbye.